I've also given up caffeine, which has been a really interesting one. <laughs> did that? Did you get yeah. the, all the withdrawal symptoms? No, no, I just didn't fancy it one day, um, and stopped. Power to live more with Joe Dodds. Welcome to the Power to Live More podcast, all about productivity, organisation, well-being, energy, and resilience. I'm Jo Dodds and I started this show to enable interesting people to share their stories about how they use their power to live more and by that I mean to do the stuff that they want to do more than the stuff that they need to or should do. It's about creating a life for yourself where you have the energy, health and space to be happy and fulfilled, spending your time as you'd like, whether that be at work, home or somewhere else entirely. That's your choice. Hello. My name is Ellie Dodds and I'm co-presenter and today Joe is interviewing Hazel Adley. Joe was introduced to Hazel via a mutual connection in Kent, Judith of JS Translations. She said she'd been to a workshop that Hazel had run and found it really interesting and rewarding. She said to Hazel that Joe provides lots of advice, links and training on all sorts of personal development and that she thought they should get together as there was sure to be some synergy. Since... Hazel and Joe have presented an event together and will be doing so again later this year. Hazel Adley is a life coach and one of the first EAM, Energy Alignment Method, mentors in the world. She works with people who are feeling stuck or unfulfilled, who know that something needs to change and know that they want more from life but don't know what to do about it. Hazel inspires her clients to create a life they love and teaches them how to feel happier and enjoy life more. She does this work because she believes each of us has the power to create a life we love living and we each deserve to feel amazing living our life. She's been on her own personal development journey for over 10 years, consistently putting what she is learning into practice in her life. Through doing this, she's gone from living a shrink-wrapped life to embracing an absolutely loving life. What is unique about Hazel's work is that she combines coaching, personal development tools and energy work to help you be at your best and have the tools to stay that way. Back to the studio. Today I'm interviewing Hazel Adley of Hazel Adley Coaching. Welcome Hazel, great to have you with me. Hello. Lovely to be interviewing you. So tell us a bit about you, what you do and where you do it. Right, well, my work is about helping people who are saying to themselves, is this all there is to life? So uh, people who are feeling bored or unsatisfied in their life, it could be they're feeling stuck or maybe at a crossroads and they don't know what to do next um, to create a more fulfilling life for themselves. And I help them to create a life that is meaningful and purposeful for them, so one that they love living. Um, and I do that based at my home office majority of the time. Lovely. That sounds like a, a rather large purpose. <laughs> so what does that translate <laughs> to? How do you deliver that with your people? <laughs> <laughs> um, my main skill set is based on coaching, partnered with a personal development toolkit, which is all the things I've applied to myself um, and found along my own personal journey, that I, when I find the right mix... When I'm coaching somebody, I will then bring those tools to the table. Um, yeah. Mm-hmm. 
Great. And so you, you work from home. How long have you been doing that for? I've been running my coaching business for about three and a half years, but I've worked from home most of my adult life. So um, I won't say quite how many years there are, but plenty. <laughs> so was that in sort of a more corporate role, working for somebody else but working um, from home? I used to be an arts manager, so I would take on freelance contracts and short-term contracts for creative organisations or organisations with a creative remit, and I would go in and deliver, uh, I'd have the skills to go in and deliver whatever they had funding to deliver, so it could be project management or it could be admin or marketing or evaluation, so I'd go in for six months or a year and go again, but often it would be based at home because that was just the nature, nature of the beast really. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And has it changed since you've been running a different type of business, the sort of working from home thing? Um, it's more fun. <laughs> I don't I don't feel any pressure in the sense of, I guess before I felt more of a weight on me that I needed to keep track of all my hours so that I was invoicing appropriately to my clients and I was honouring my contracts appropriately. Whereas now I am much more it's about delivering to my clients but it's also running the business behind the scenes and this is about making that in tune with me who I am and how I function <laughs> as a human yeah and yeah. so I can be much more intuitive with it now and so it's more relaxed yeah that's interesting because sometimes I talk to people who work from home and have their own business and they and they they work very in a very structured way as if they were working sort of nine to five for an employer but it's just obviously their business um, and then other people I, which is my style it tends to be a bit more flexible and sort of go with the flow <laughs> well I, I'm a nine to fiver I, I am um, by choice so I get up and I turn up at my desk about 8am maybe maybe nine in the winter and if it's not strict but I kind of get there with my breakfast at my desk and I work maybe till five-ish. I mean, I'm not strict about it, but I do take a lunch break somewhere around 12 or 1 because I know I work best in the morning, so it makes sense yeah. to do that time at my desk. And then the afternoons, if I don't work, I don't work. I might do something in the evening, but in the evening it will only ever be stuff like project-based stuff, not client stuff, unless it's a client call, which is like different um, yeah. pockets for that. But mm. yeah, so I'm flexible, but 9 to 5 is how I like to keep the bulk of my work. And why why do you do that? What's the Because I really value my time not working. Just <laughs> I love my work. Yeah. Um I think the time not working is important and I think if you don't have a sense of boundaries with how you do your work with mine, well at least for me, then I could feel pressured to work all the time. Mm. And sometimes I admit I do overwork, but having the boundaries help me protect um, my well being. Yes. Yeah. So do you have a, a, a specific routine in the morning when you talked about sort of turning up at your desk with your breakfast? Um, are there certain mm -hmm. things that you do on a sort of a daily basis? And, and, and is there a sort of route into your work? Do you, you know, write a to do list and, and all that sort of thing? What, how does the day start for you? Um, my morning routines have evolved over the years, but I do always have a morning routine. At the moment, I get up and I exercise at least six mornings a week, first thing I do. Um, then I tend to shower and get dressed, and then, um, but whilst I'm doing those things, I'm maybe doing um, some stuff to lift my mood, or I'm listening to audio books. Then I do breakfast, so I make a nice healthy smoothie. Then I turn off at my desk. Mm -hmm. um, with my smoothie 
That makes and it. Then when I'm at my yeah, I was imagining sort of crumbs mm. all over your desk, but now now you tell oh, me. It used to be. <laughs> <laughs> it used to be toast or, or muesli or porridge, but I've transitioned onto smoothies now, um, which is easier actually, a lot easier. And um, then when I'm at my desk. I tend to already have a plan for the week and I write notes and leave them on my desk ready for me to see so I do know roughly what I'm going to be doing before I start my day but I, the first thing I tend to do is open up my emails and Facebook and Twitter and just have a kind of easing in by just checking all my messages with an intention of shutting them down straight after. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Does that happen? <laughs> Yes, the only time it doesn't is if there's a task I'm avoiding, like I've got resistance to doing. Yeah. And I notice that Facebook seems to be open a lot more and I'm looking at it for no reason. So then I become conscious of it and then I do something about it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so um how do you then move that into your day? How do you how do you arrange to get the stuff done that you need to do for the day? How do you manage your tasks? Well, I see the, the morning as like my magic time. It's the time when I'm going to get the most value for time. So I always plan something in the morning that needs needs my uh, my quality of focus. Mm -hmm. So um, often that might be something project based or something I've been dreading doing or something that I struggle with, and I'll do those in the morning. And then I'll program meetings and I'll, this might sound a bit strange, but I'll program my coaching more for the afternoons because I can find the energy and the focus for doing one-to-one -one sessions. Yeah. Whereas in the afternoon, I cannot find the energy to program my social media, for mm. instance. Yeah. I just can't. Mm -hmm. Whereas anything live, I kind of have all the energy and focus I need for that. So in the mornings, it's definitely whatever is the next thing on my to-do list um, that I need to work on. Yes. Yeah, no, I, I sort of buy into that. I, I block all my mornings out so that when people are booking timing times in with me, it's just the afternoons for that sort of reason, mm -hmm. really. Um, exactly. Not that mornings are necessarily my best time as a bit of a night bird, but uh, I do like the morning to be clear for my, for my own priorities. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, and what about at the end of the day? You talked about having a, um, a sort of nine to five routine because that evening time is important to you. Apart from, mm -hmm. as you say, sometimes you have client calls potentially. But do you, do you sort of? Is there a way to finish the day and then as the day progresses into sort of the evening and going to to, to bed and going to sleep? Do you have any particular routines at that end of the day? I like to just check off my to do list and to just mentally regroup with what's priority for the next day. Mm -hmm. I, I always like to know what I need to be doing next. So I think it's good to let the brain mull it over overnight. Yeah. And Do you ever add things I to your to-do list and cross them off? <laughs> All in one go. <laughs> <laughs> things um, you've done that you've I forgotten. <laughs> sometimes I end up having like, I write on scraps of paper. I, when I recycle my paper, I cut it into four and have that as a stack of notes, note paper. Yeah. And sometimes I'll have of those as well that I need to cross off so I get double crossing off oh. um, as I remember them at different times but that's kind of counterproductive um, so at the end of the day often it's my, my tummy grumbling and saying go to cook now so it's it's like a quick check of messages because I do try and keep my emails shut a lot of the day so I check them at the beginning at the end of the day a quick check of Facebook just to check I haven't missed anything um, message wise and then it's legging it to the kitchen to get cooking. Yeah. 
and then what about later on so you have your dinner you've done whatever evening activity. Yeah, I, <laughs> yeah so I um I like to try and relax at some point so I watch a, a film or um a TV series I don't watch live TV but I kind of watch a, like a specific series at a time yeah and then I, I like to make sure I go outside and get some outside time so I might go in the garden and relax for a bit because I think it's good to kind of just remember that life isn't all just work and entertainment there is this kind of bigger world out there and to kind of connect with that a bit and then I don't know, the evenings I love my evenings um, but they're kind of filled with there always seems to be some activity to do in the evening so at the moment I'm doing study quite a lot or I'm doing project-based work so after I've kind of let my dinner go down I'll then get some energy to do something productive and then the harder part for me is actually stopping because I get a burst of energy in the evening yeah and um, I actually need to stop and then have like a, a kind of routine for kind of chilling out I guess so I'll kind of do stuff you know like clean my teeth and floss and wipe my face and all that stuff and then go to bed and spend an hour or two just in bed because I, otherwise I, I won't I won't sleep unless I've had that kind of decompression time yeah I wish I could be really organized to do that I, I do that bit and go to bed and then probably do spend half an hour or an hour not going to sleep but um that's I should have started an hour or two earlier like you've just said <laughs> well I don't I don't actually do it as often as I should. The, th the thing is, is whatever time I seem to climb into bed, unless I'm really, really tired, I will be awake. Because I, I, I turn my light off when I'm ready to sleep. Yeah. I, I hate lying there awake. So if I climb into bed at 11, it will be gone 12 before I turn the light off. And my alarm in the morning is still going off at the same time. Mm. So um, I'm now starting to realise that if I want to go to sleep by 11, say... I need to start thinking about chilling out by half nine yeah. and starting that process. Hmm. And I think when I'm in bed, I think I like to prepare for the next day. So I prepare what my workout videos are going to be on YouTube and I read and um, I try not to check Facebook, but sometimes I have a sneaky look. <laughs> <laughs> but it's just about like relaxing and getting as tired as I can. Yeah. Um, and then I sleep, I can sleep. Yeah, yeah. Lovely. So to go back to sort of uh, the, the the daytime again, um, what sort of mm. um, tools and technology are you using for uh, either planning your work or getting it done or, or to, to, to make your day go more smoothly? Mm, that's a good question. I, I really like Microsoft Excel. It might be controversial for some. Um, <laughs> you, and, you and Jason Buckner, who was on one of our earlier shows, he's, he's a Excel <laughs> fan as well, so I have to put you in touch. <laughs> I mean, I like it for monetary stuff, obviously, but I think also it's really great for just brain dumping. And yep. you can colour code things and move them around and have different pages for different things. So I think I've set up my whole business um, using Excel to get what's in my head out. Yeah. So, and any project I have, anything I start, I tend to open an Excel document or a Word sometimes, but often Excel. And um, another thing I use is Trello, mm -hmm. and that's an app that I can access on my phone and the computer. And it is it's like having a board, and then you put cards in columns. And so each column could represent something, and then each card represents something within it. So I've got one for my client management. So each client is a card, and as um, they journey through the coaching with me, I drag each card along the columns. Yeah. 
So session one, session two, session three, and sort of anything around that as well. And the other thing I have is something called Color Note. Oh, not heard and of that. Was, That's a new one. It's just um, it's just an app on my phone, an Android app, and it's great because it's it's really like a way of capturing anything I need to capture as I'm going out and about on my day. So I could put it on Trello, but I worry it will get lost in the mix of Trello is my massive brain dumping as well as practical things like the client journey. But Color Note, I can put it as a header on my phone so I can see there's an outstanding note. And it's also my shopping list, for instance. So over the years, I've managed to kind of add things to it. So I just now just kind of tick what's current and I walk around the supermarket looking at it and cross it off as I go. Yeah, yeah. So it's very useful. Yeah. I like having a shopping list on my phone when I go shopping. <laughs> yeah. yeah, exactly. I think anything would anything that would do, as long as it can do a list. With Color Note, you can change the colors of the notes as well. And you can, I think you can set reminders and you can email them to yourself. So yeah. if you want to extract any information, again, you can do that quite easily. Yes, yeah. So you talked about uh, working from home for most of your career, working mm. with sort of... Uh, corporate organizations as a freelancer and now working with yourself has, has how you manage your time and how you uh sort of work through the day changed as a result of the different sort of um approaches if you like yeah yeah it has i used to keep a little notepad next to me on my, on my desk and i put my start time and finish time of every session of work i did for any client yeah so that then i could that onto a spreadsheet and then add it up when I was invoicing them yeah and so it'd be like constantly feeling like I'm on the clock or I should be on the clock yeah I think that's the big thing whereas now I, I like to be kind of time aware but it's not the same no no but something that stayed the same is about a tool I use is when there's tasks that I'm sort of not looking forward to doing or they feel quite overwhelming I use a timer so I'll set a timer for 45 minutes and then just blitz the task. Whatever my step into it is, I'll start there and I'll just blitz it for 45 minutes until the timer goes off. That's um, impressive, 45 um, minutes like, as well for that. I, I've done it myself with 25 minutes. I'm not sure I could uh, approach it with 45. <laughs> yeah, 45 the idea is um, it's called the power of an hour. So you do 45 minutes on the 15 off. Yeah. And then you're off, you do anything you want to do. And I don't necessarily stick to that, but I like the 45 because it's just enough for me to stretch me and push me past my comfort point, which is about 35 minutes. Mm. And it's in that stretch bit for me that I find like the magic seems to happen. I push myself past where I would have naturally stopped and things that I didn't expect to achieve happen. Yes, that's an interesting, an interesting point. Because they do say, don't they, you're supposed to work in sort of, 45 minute slots or some people do 90 minutes so they must do what you've just said with the the break in the middle uh yeah 90s hardcore <laughs> yes yeah it is isn't it uh, it is and it, i mean I, I have quite a lot of different things going on so sort of two different quite different businesses and working with um engaged success as well i suppose i'd struggle to have 90 minutes of one thing of anything because there's so much more to do <laughs> in the day but uh, that may just be me yeah. convince myself that, that used to be um it used to be a struggle i had when i had multiple clients and communicated with me would be in different ways 
and I'd have to check my emails for me as a freelancer, my emails for them in all the different places, and then work out whose priority needed, to, who was the priority for that chunk of time? Was it the projects that I was, or the event I was creating that needed daily checking, and there's always bitty tasks, or was it the chunky piece of work that really needed me to focus for three or four hours to get, like, um, a solid bit of it done and so that was a big challenge was how and I guess it is now with what I do now but it just doesn't feel so challenging now because there's no one else I'm accountable to so I guess I don't carry as much um, pressure within yeah. me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we talked a bit about um, relaxing in the evening. Um, how, how do you make sure that you're keeping yourself healthy? You've done, a, as I say, a bit of uh, that uh, evening relaxing and sounds like eating probably mm. possibly from the way that you said you changed to your smoothies from your toast um, so what sort of things are you doing <laughs> to keep to keep healthy yeah smoothies was a big one I changed that about two months ago um, I, I use an ebook by a lady called Alison Nixon she's got a free ebook on her website alisonnixon.com and um, that meant I started the day like putting um, quoting Birds on a Bike, who I also know through networking locally, um, is that it's putting goodness into my body, first thing. And um, that's been great. And I've also replicated that in the evening meals to make sure that I am... Um, I've sort of... It's been a slow progression to shifting to having more veg, more protein, and more complex carbs. Yeah. Um, and less processed food. So that's all kind of been a... A little by little, I'm, I'm not perfect with my food. I, I do like sugar and I do like salt a lot, but I've been cutting back on those as well. So my diet has been really important to me to kind of just working from the inside out because what you put into your body is going to affect the quality of what comes out. Mm-hmm. And tell me I've also given up caffeine. You... Sorry, say again? Mm-hmm. Cool. I was going to say, I've also given up caffeine, which has been a really interesting one. <laughs> did, that, did you mm-hmm. get the, all the withdrawal symptoms? No, no, I just didn't fancy it one day um, and stopped. Wow. But what was interesting was I was at an event recently, helping at an event with some other people I know, and I noticed that most of them craved caffeine and they got really stressed and tired and grumpy because they were needing their caffeine fix, and I didn't have that at all. No, that's interesting. So yeah. Yeah, so that was an easy one to give up, and that's why I find it interesting because sugar is a whole other story. <laughs> so you, it's exercise I'm intrigued by you talked mm. about exercising six days a week I think you said tell me more about how you make that happen especially yeah, um, <laughs> it's really strange for me because if you'd have told me a year ago I would be exercising I would have laughed at you right um, before that I did um, walking for exercise and I'd go out walking on the weekends and sort of I'd walk several days a week for fun but now I, I started with, in the autumn, doing 10 minutes a day of any exercise, any movement first thing in the morning, as part of a thing I was trying, a book called The Miracle Morning by Hal Elrod, yep. which is about doing yep. certain practices first thing in the morning. And 10 minutes of exercise a day was a stretch. And then I discovered um, high-intensity interval training, HIIT training. Mm-hmm. And that seemed really effective, like you get your heart rate, it going you pack loads into your 10 minutes and then it keeps on working for up to either 24 or 48 hours afterwards at burning the fat off and kind of being really effective so I started to try some HIIT workouts and then started to try some other workouts all on YouTube and I've built it up to now doing about 20 to 30 minutes every yes yeah, six days a week so I do HIIT training every other day but 
cushions in um, workouts based on body specific or cardio focused um, and it sort of surprises me still that I do it but I would say it's my favorite part of my day is getting up and exercising. Wow and, and is that something that you, have you followed a, a particular regime or have you made it made it I was gonna say made it up yourself makes it sound like it's um, a bit tin pot but I mean I, I, have you worked out? No, no, I, you? no I have made it up myself I really have yeah. um, because I'm kind of I'd love to work with a personal trainer at some point and have some more input I, I set some goals for myself so I knew what I was trying to achieve and I researched um, HIIT training so that I could check what was safe because you shouldn't do it too often um, and also after a certain period of time it's I've heard that it stops being effective so it's not something you can do forever and it work in that way mm-hmm. so I had a month off in June from working out because I was poorly so I started again or was that May May so what I decided to do was do three months of a plan and then reassess after three months and over that time I'll continue learning and maybe I'll engage with somebody who can give me some more qualified input but I, I kind of looked at other people I admire and saw what they were doing yeah. and just thought, well, I'm not up to their, stat, their level. I'm not that strong or that fit. So I'll take it steadily. I'll listen to my body and just build up gently. Yeah. And the other thing that's really important is that to notice is that it's summer right now. So my body, our bodies are at their most um, expanded and open right now. So we are more able to do more exercise and the body likes it right now. But come autumn, and then especially in winter, the body will close down quite a lot and I'll, there'll be less um, energy and less flexibility. So I would need to adjust what I'm doing if I want to live seasonally, which is my choice to do so. So I would then reduce my exercise appropriately. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that sounds really, really interesting. And um, yeah, I mean, I, I do remember when I used to go to the gym every morning on my way into work for a period of time. Most people who know me now would never, <laughs> never believe it. But <laughs> I did used to get up at some ridiculous hour, manage to go to the gym for an hour and then uh, still get to work on time at nine o'clock or whatever. So uh, I do remember f- feeling good because it was just that whole, I suppose, that whole thing of thinking, oh, my God, I'm doing it <laughs> as well yeah. as the benefit of the exercise and the endorphins and all that sort of thing. Yeah, that's why I do it very first thing. I set out my clothes at night. I plan the night before what I'm going to do. And then I literally put my clothes on and start exercising. Um, I do a little warm-up, obviously, but I, yes. I do it before I have time to talk myself out of it. <laughs> I love that. They do say sometimes, don't they, if you're, if you're trying to go to the gym, put your clothes on and, and go out the front door. And by that time, you'll probably yeah. carry on. <laughs> <clears throat> but my energy has increased so much. Even just doing the 10 minutes a day of light exercise, my energy has increased so much that I honestly don't want to go back to feeling how I felt before. Mm. So I hope that I will continue to find ways to incorporate exercise now as um, an ongoing thing. But I do appreciate that everything has its season. Yeah. So we'll see. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And tell me more about... Um, your learning and improving of yourself you've you've talked already about um studying and sort of everything that you're saying sort of leads me to think that that you're you're constantly looking to improve yourself what sort of things are you doing yeah um it's been an ongoing journey that probably consciously started about 10 years ago and what i'm doing always evolves and develops so at the moment i am studying energy alignment method with Yvette taylor which is it sort of is eclipsing just about everything else at the moment because it's such a big program that I'm on and it's so profoundly life-changing and amazing. Um, 
so that's a big deal <laughs> and that's about just wait. <laughs> tell us a bit more <laughs> so energy alignment method or EAM is I'm not the best at describing it just yet because I'm just soaking it all in but it's using the kinesiology sway which where the body tells you yes or no by how it moves combined with a very simple phrase that helps you to you can apply it to releasing your resistances and so resistances can be emotional mental it can be patterns that don't serve us whatever it is that you're focusing on you can use the phrase in this way to release it and then you put something better for you in its place so you put an affirmation a positive that's going to really serve you and again you use the sway to help you understand what's right for you and then you use the phrase to embed it and so it's a very simple tool but it can be applied in far, far-reaching ways. So what we're doing with the program is the first section is about applying it to yourself. So it's about improving your life on the levels of spirit, spirituality, men, um, mentally, emotionally, physically, and clearing out all the baggage and the crap that we carry throughout our lives that kind of seems to layer up, and it's about shedding all of that. And then working on your external world. So releasing all the things that are stuck and holding you back that you might not even know is there in your environment, with your relationships, in your fun and lifestyle part of your life. And then the third section that I'm not yet on but we're going to be working on is applying the same processes to looking at your money and the business areas of your life. And I've, I've kind of, I'm probably about halfway through and it really, really has changed my life. I feel like a much shinier, better, happier version of myself than I've probably ever felt in my whole life. And that's why this is eclipsing everything, because it's taken up a lot of time, but it's also really working. So, yeah, that's that one. <laughs> that's, that's an amazing testimonial. So, um, yeah, uh, that's that's one worth checking out, I think, definitely. Cool. So, uh, I, I will be fun. training to use it as well in my coaching uh, yeah. as a tool to add along with my coaching later in the year. So next year, I'll be able to use this tool with other people, which I'm really excited about. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And did you say there were other things that you're doing? Oh, gosh, there's always other things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I had um, a personal development life before EAM, a, a big one. Um, but I think for me, it's at its core, it's about following what intrigues me and what I'm curious about. So I always want to be learning. I think, um, I think just being open to learning new things, especially if it's about how... How my, what my experience of the world is like and how I can improve that, then I'm always interested. So I, I have a subscription to Audible. So yeah. I can I have like at least an, a book a month that I listen to in the car and as I'm going about my day. Um, and I also really like watching videos on YouTube and TED Talks. Yes. And I yeah. think allowing that kind of just, you get to experience new, new people, new things in that way. And Another thing that I thought of that I did last year, at the end of last year, was I um, took part in a, a group on Facebook that was um, where you posted something daily that you were grateful for. Mm -hmm. And that was amazing because you have to sort of sometimes search to find it, but it really helped shift my energy into loving elements of my life that I would have taken for granted. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So, I was I've just started doing some sort of gratitude stuff and I was talking to a previous guest about it also today and uh, it's interesting uh, as you say how how it does focus you on things that you wouldn't ordinarily think about um, in some mm. cases which which must be good mustn't it <laughs> I think anything that 
anything that lifts you up. Um, if you think of your emotions like the scale of emotions, so you've got your kind of denser, heavier feeling emotions down the bottom, and you come up to neutral, and then you've got your lighter, brighter, more um, empowering, expansive emotions at the top. Anything that lifts you above neutral and further up towards the top, I think is always really good, because the more we're in that space when we go about our day, the more we're likely to do things and attract things into our life that we want and that we're going to enjoy and create more of. Um, so, yeah, anything that lifts us, I think, is, is good for us. Yes, yeah. So what about um, on the theme of uh, learning or just maybe enjoyment, things like uh, like books or films or music that you might recommend? Any that you oh, – oh, you talked about Audible, um, so you've obviously got a few books that you've read recently or listened to anyway. Yeah, yeah. Um, I really like Eckhart Tolle. He wrote a book, The Power of Now. Yeah. The first time I read it, it kind of went over my head a bit. But the second time I read it, um, a couple of years later, it was just mind-blowing for me. And I can't even begin to express what he talks about in that in that book, really, and give it any justice. But it's it's kind of about looking at how you are being and how you are experiencing the world. And it just simplifies everything and cuts through a lot of the BS that we we believe mm. is real. Yeah. Um, Yes, I love that. And another one that I really like is Abraham Hicks, Yeah. which I tend to like on um, YouTube. Now, if anyone who hasn't experienced that, it might be a little bit weird. Um, <laughs> I, t I did think that when I first experienced Abraham Hicks. So it's a woman who um, is kind of embodying a, a, the wisdom from, for want of a better word, a spirit or a force external of herself, Yeah. Um, a, a wise spirit. And... Um, when she's in that place, she she shares just this amazing wisdom. And no matter what topic it's on, it's always really enlightening. So, I yeah, definitely recommend Abraham Hicks books or videos on YouTube. Mm -hmm. Yeah, lovely. I'll add those to the show notes. Thank you. <laughs> mm -hmm. So what about if things don't go right? You're sort of um, painting a picture of, of this, this lovely bubble of, improvement and uh and uh, calm <laughs> and i'm sure it's not always like that so what about when it doesn't quite go right <laughs> well yeah things happen right life happens um other people's stuff happens to us sometimes happens around us for me when things don't go right <laughs> this will really, might sound a bit strange but i kind of just go with it okay so uh, I don't tend to like strongly resist and fight it. I tend to detach emotion. And so if something's gone wrong, something's broken, I don't tend to get angry at it or annoyed or frustrated. I mean, there might be a burst of it, I'm human. But then I, I quite quickly seem to just realize that the emotion isn't necessary. It's, no, it's not serving me. It doesn't make it fixed any quicker. It doesn't solve anything. And in fact, attaching emotion makes me feel worse. Yeah. So I tend to be a bit of a cyborg about it, and um, and instead of getting emotional, I tend to kick straight into, well, what do I need to do? What are my options? What ideas? What's the next step to take me forward with this? And how how and, do you do that? Because I agree, detachment in lots of situations can be really helpful and a really helpful way of, of dealing with with them. But it you know it's it's easier to say than than do in lots of cases. Mm -hmm. How how do you 
um, generate that sense of detachment from such things? How do you become well, a robot? No, no. <laughs> yeah, how do you become a robot? It's kind of how I am now, I think, because I've done a lot of um, work on myself to become more conscious of how I'm thinking and feeling and behaving in the moment. So mm. it's like we're living and we're doing and we're being. But I've done a lot of work on myself to be able to slightly sidestep from that and observe what I'm thinking and being and doing. Right. So I don't have to embody the emotion of it. I wouldn't say I'm perfect at this. I am human. But <laughs> So I can observe what's going on with me and not then need to embody it. So I don't need to start shouting or whatever. I can see that I feel anger, but then I can just kind of let it go. And EAM, again, is a tool that... I could use to let go of whatever's not working in the moment but even without EAM I, I think it's just about doing practices to become more self-aware of what's going on what your stuff is that's influencing you so that when you're in that moment you take a breath you get into your body you know you let your energy flow down to your feet and get grounded and think right well okay this thing's happened let's take another breath and think what do I do about this and I'm not saying that you shouldn't have the emotions. I think emotions are important, positive and negative. Um, but you don't need to let the emotions ride you and mm. control you. Mm. Um, it's just seeing them and where, where necessary, releasing them or understanding what they're telling you and then releasing them um, so that then you can actually do something to improve the situation. Yes. Yeah, oh, that's really helpful. Thank you. So what about a day when you end the day knowing that you've had the opportunity to, to live more? And I I, uh, I describe that as doing more of the stuff that you want to do and less of the stuff that you feel you should do or you have to do. What what, what have you done? What does that day look like? Oh, gosh, it'd probably be different every day. <laughs> I probably wouldn't have just one. Um, it might include having done something or been somewhere that I haven't been before. I, I like to kind of feel like the world's there for exploring mm -hmm. so for instance when I go for walks I go for walks with my brother sometimes and if we have a choice of a fork in the road we'll always go down the road or the path that we've never been down okay. over the one we know um, so I think yeah exploring is really important and tied in yeah. with that is and can I ask you I, do you I get really lost like, often <laughs> do you go down the um, walk and then not know where you're going <laughs> I don't think we've ever got lost because we're probably not quite fit enough to walk far enough to get lost. <laughs> yeah, because within like maybe three to five miles, I don't think you can really get lost. Like, and living in East Kent, there's always you're always going to hit a road that you know eventually. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'd love, to, I'd love to get lost when I'm with someone. I think. So not entirely yeah. lost then. <laughs> yeah, no, we've kind of not known where we're going to come out, and it's been an adventure, but we've never really got fully lost. <laughs> Okay, I mean, so one, one time we yeah. um, one time we did this, we found an old Viking ship ruins oh, wow. that we didn't know was there. Yeah, we were walking between St. Margaret's and Dover and along the cliffs, and we just decided to go close as close to the cliff as we could for that walk. And we just came across this little walkway, and we looked down, and there was this zigzag path going down, and then there was a sunken Viking ship. I think it was Viking anyway. My history isn't great, um, so we we could go down so far down this path before it ended, um, down the face of the cliff. And so I, I believe we discovered a Viking ship um, because that was our experience of it, and that's yeah. adventure for me. <laughs> yeah, oh, lovely. Okay, so so you're you're out on your your day, your walk. You've taken the 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 fork that you didn't know. What other things will will be happening on this day of living more? And um, I think. 
partnered with this is I really like to be outside and breathing in the fresh air and obviously that happens when you walk but even on the day where I'm not walking there I think connecting with the fact that there is the sky above us the earth below us there's nature all around us no matter how much as humans we put what we want in in place and there's this kind of broader way that the world and the earth is functioning or even broader than the earth is functioning that it's just nice to realize how small I am in the mix of all that mm. and we each of us are so incredibly powerful within ourselves but equally we're part of something so broad so I like to get out and if there's a a nice moon or something it'd be nice to just pop out in the garden and sort of just like mark those moments and yeah enjoy enjoy being outdoors mm. yeah yeah I think it's, it's interesting those sorts of simple things we don't always get the chance to do when we're in our busy frenetic lives indoors sort of thing so it's uh, it's nice there's, to... there's always there's always two minutes always yes no matter how busy we are and if we take those two minutes um, so I do it a lot, I might let the dogs out and then go out with the dogs. And if you take those two minutes, you get a clarity of thought that you wouldn't have had before. Mm. So it actually is beneficial to your life and to your work to take that time out. Yes, yeah, yeah, <laughs> definitely. Lovely, thank you. <laughs> I will make a note. <laughs> Brilliant. So how can people find out more about you and connect with you, Hazel? Yeah, um, I have a website. It's um, www.hazeladleycoaching.com, and that's Adley, A-D-D-L-E-Y. And I have um, a newsletter on there. I send a newsletter out maybe monthly with um, different thought pieces, basically, on whatever's inspired me to share that month. Yeah. And I'm also on social media, so I'm on Facebook. I have a page on Facebook, Hazel Adley Coaching. And I'm also on Twitter on Hazel Adley Coke, C-O-A-C, because I run out of letters. <laughs> That's why you were wishing there wasn't an E in Adley. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> How could your parents have not spelt it right all those years ago? <laughs> I know, it's so thoughtless. <laughs> <laughs> Lovely. Excellent. Well, thank you so much for joining me today. I really enjoyed the conversation. I got some, uh, some good thank resources you. to go off and investigate. <laughs> <laughs> Lovely. My job here is done. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Use your power to live more. All this information is available in the show notes on the website, powertolivemore.com forward slash, in this case, 29. The website is a place to go if you want to find out how I can help you to improve your productivity, organisation, wellbeing, energy and resilience, your power to live more, do more of what you want to do. And if you'd like to sign up to get my regular emails with more tips, strategies, ideas and tools to improve your power, you can do that by going to powertolivemore.com forward slash focus, where you can download my free report about how to increase your focus for better productivity. Again, the link for this show is powertolivemore.com forward slash 29. And we look forward to speaking to you next time. 